G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. What kind of league manager do you have to be in to give half a rat's ass about Logan Thomas or anybody who rhymes with that? <laughs> I was watching some of the clips. He's just moving like he's on freaking teleportation. Like All I know is Russell Wilson's shit. Aussie? All right, so quick scan of the wide receivers, Tay. None of us have ranked fucking any of them. Hey, you know, who's actually starting a tight end anyway? They're all fucking clones, aren't they? Like, they're all the 100%. same. Yeah. NFL? It's an absolute. Absolute asshole position, 100%. Fantasy. Oh, fuck it. This time last year, you were really cool and Brandon Cooks, and you and I had a big fucking fight about it, so... He's getting passed around like a blunt, mate. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. And you kind of reacted like there was a full moon. Do you need to talk about... Sam Howell? Ah, no, not really. For the Aussie Gridiron Network, this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. It's the show which is home to Australia's greatest gridiron commentary dynamic duo. I'm part of that. I'm Matty C. But the greater part of that is with me now. It's the voice of Australian gridiron. It's Manjot Melly. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. I'm definitely the greater part of it this week. We all know Every what week. happened on Monday morning. <laughs> I know, Matty, we didn't bring up the pre-show. I know you probably expected me to drop it, but man, I can't I can't let you off the hook tonight. I'm sorry, my man. But the 49ers <laughs> absolutely not only won, but they demolished the Jacksonville Jaguars. They yeah. tore them. Like five new assholes in that win. I just could not believe what I saw on Monday morning. Brock Purdy just went absolutely off. The defense made Trevor Lawrence look like Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf combined. It was just the craziest victory. So, you know, this week, I'm definitely the greater part of it. I'll take it this week. I'm very excited. You know, I'm very, very excited tonight, Matty. He's very chirpy. Yeah, this is great, too, because there's only two of us. So we've got a lot of space to fill for volume when Taylor's not here. Uh, but, mate, do you like that I immediately come in looking to do the research and what pastry to get just to make sure I'm getting a good pastry? Because that was bad, <laughs> right? I've, I've got to yeah. provide you pastries now because, uh, you know, that's, that's our currency, right? Yeah, it's our currency. I mean, you and Taylor trade beers. Me and yep. you trade pastries. That's just how it works between us. I guess, you know, because I don't drink alcohol. So I'm I'm totally down with the the pastries. You know, pastries always one of my favorite foods out there. And honestly, speaking of pastries, I'm excited yeah. to get in these pastry performance today. Yes, indeed. And it is our usual run of programming. Even without Taylor, we're still gonna do the pastries. We're still gonna go through the G'day Gridiron and Aussie Fantasy Guys tipping contest and the results there, which is great because uh, that, that has been so close. And then we kind of got a bit of a special thing where we're going to recap the water bets that we've made this year that are season long and get in and work out how they're traveling. Cause uh, mate, we haven't, we've talked about them a bit through the season, but we really haven't gotten into how they're traveling. So, uh, and if we got time, we, we might even dig into the mailbag. We'll see what happens, mate. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. At least I don't have to compete with Taylor and losing something in this segment. <laughs> I mean, you and I are on a unity ticket there for losing to Taylor on everything. So I kind of feel like when it is just you and me, that's that's kind of a bit more of a fair contest. Uh, that said, though, we'll get into it in tomorrow's show when Taylor's around. But uh, with the Dr. Goodcall stuff, you'll be surprised at the scoreboard in that. You, you, I think you'd be really surprised, but we'll Ooh. cover that one tomorrow. No foreskin okay. here, of course. You know, no, no foreskin. <laughs> I'm going to drag in the pastry job. Let's do it. Yeah. They're so sweet and fresh. Really? Yeah. Thanks for calling pastries. <laughs> Thanks for calling pastries. Pastries, pastries, pastries. I got all my pastries. Pastries, pastries, pastries. We get them while they hot. We get them while they hot. We get them while they hot. I got all my pastries and I got
it's, it's, it's probably the highlight of my week is the very first segment of the week where we've dropped the pastry drop. Is that is that a problem that the high point is so early? I mean, who knows? I mean, starts of the week is pretty close nowadays. So it is. I, I love I mean, starts. That's starting to get very close. That's probably my highlight of the week. It's facing off against you guys and starts and yeah. excited to bring Taylor in for that. Uh, hopefully we can get the doctor in as well to fix up Taylor while he yeah. while he needs to be fixed up right now. So gonna be interesting just the two yeah. of us, but excited to have Taylor back for start. It was good to have him back. It, it'll be one of these weird things where the doctor and Taylor will have to be in the same room at the same time if they're gonna administer some health and uh, well being and medicine and <laughs> yeah, stuff. So, uh, true. It, but it's gonna happen off mic, which is a real fucking pity because I just I feel like I have to see that before I die. I don't know. I just I feel like I'll be missing out on something if I don't see the doctor and Taylor in the same room just once. Just once. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I'm not saying that much. <laughs> now, I owe you pastries, but you owe people pastries. There were some great pastry performances during the week. It was a weird week of fantasy to me. It didn't feel like it was a very high scoring fantasy points week. But when I went back through Astro League, oh, actually, it was an above average week of scoring. So maybe it's just my teams that sucked. And I guess I'm thinking that because the Jags, that was a game that should have finished at halftime. I, I did not need to watch the second half of that bludgeoning. But mate, where, where do you want to start with giving out your pastries? Considering I am the worst person to be talking pastries at the moment. Oh man, I'm hungry, man, for some pastries, honestly. <laughs> um, I just, you know, pastries are just how it is. I, I, I took down your top three pastries. So, you know, at least you'll get something you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I gave him my top three. Yeah, it's pretty pretty close. And when I lose a bet, I'm a good sport. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, Matty. Yeah, when you win, you uh, you kind of not. When you see, no, of course I'm not. So, I'm an obnoxious pain in the ass. Taylor gave me full permission this week just to like. He's like, man, Joe, you better be going in at Maddie. I'm like. Okay, I was going to be nice, but then once Taylor said it, I was like, all right, I, I got to be like, no more Mr. Nice Guy out here. You know? Oh, I'm so excited. Bring it on, brother. I love this. Yeah. Oh, so- this will feel like we won't need Taylor for the rest of the season if this show goes well, mate. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're taking shots at Taylor, but yeah, fuck that guy. You know, them, them Titans <laughs> taking shots downfield and missing all the time, pretty much. Just, Looking like Josh Allen yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just missing everything. Josh Allen, he's missing everything. <laughs> The Denver Broncos had the best defense in the entire NFL despite dropping 70 points a few weeks ago. It's just, it's crazy, man. Like, what is going on? This is the upside down sort of world right now. And yeah, I, I'm not sure what to make of it, Maddie. But what I can yes, be sure right. of in these sort of times is pastry performer and the pastry performer awards are still good enough to be given out, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, man. This is one of the highlights of the week in our show. Totally. Because uh, some of it's really NFL based and there's a bit that's fantasy based and it just shows the two things don't always align, but it really, I, I think it's a really good platform for getting people who know you through this show in the fantasy world who da- don't necessarily know the NFL analyst part of you and they get a gridiron analysis part. And it's kind of this wonderful place where the two things marry. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I really enjoy it. Really love the pastries and Given out all the weird ones as well. I'll start off with, with the opposite of pastries this week, the shit sandwich award of the week. Yeah, I'm bringing this one back. And oh, just fuck. I've got purposes, a feeling I know where it's going. <laughs> just for the purposes of trolling you, Maddie, I have to bring up the Jacksonville Jaguars once again. One of the worst performances of the week by far. Oh. I think you guys had the biggest loss of the week as well, and we had the biggest win. So that really shows that, yeah, that game was out of hand, the biggest blowout of the week. The Jaguars just wow. not come out to play. They were on a five-game winning streak, Matty. You guys had well, the I might have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you were very confident on the show last week when, when we were talking. You were saying there was a Jaguars easy win. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah what happened, Matty? Big, biggest off. winning streak in the league versus the biggest losing streak in the league. Yeah, I mean, any, any Gumby can do that maths, man. Come on. No wonder I was feeling yeah. lucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, shit I'm very, yeah, shit sandwiches just be like, you know, just how we got to do it. 
So, and I've got to tell you, when you brought that up, it took me a second to go, oh, there's no coincidences. Okay, so he's brought this back up and it just took me a moment to do the math. So why would you be bringing that up after we haven't talked about them all year? Oh, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, just got to make sure there, Maddie. You know, I feel like you're going to be singing that song a few times today. That's that's all I'm yeah. saying. I feel like this is your... Look, we're pulling a string on your back and it's going to keep on singing the same song. <laughs> yeah, well, the... I mean, you know, that that's it. I just gotta gotta troll you a little bit, Maddie. Yeah. You know, okay. I know I know it was covered if, if you guys were on the bet oh, the, the actual side <laughs> we were on. So yeah. So it would have been know, off I, the handle. It <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I, I know, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think, you know, we were due for full game recap at some point, but for now, let's get into the pastries. Enough, enough okay. trolling you for now. For now, yeah, yeah, it'll be back. Pastries. Uh, starting off the rookie pastry performer, it's got to be CJ Stroud once again. I mean, this kid, I don't know where the hell he's come from, but he's just absolutely taking the NFL by storm. Probably should be a rookie of the year candidate. Well, uh, sorry, should be a definite rookie of the year and a definite MVP candidate at this point. His stat lines... Well, 23 for 39, 356 yards, a touchdown, an interception, a couple of fumbles. But he still had a rushing touchdown as well to put that in there. And I think watching him against Cincinnati, he really came back. Even after that interception to lead them down the field on that final drive. And Stroud, he out Joe Burrow mm-hmm. as well. He really showed after he can contend with the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And honestly, rookie of the week for the second week in a row. Congratulations to him for sure. Mate, surprising to me too. I uh, When I saw the Bengals go up late, no one, I'm like, oh, well, that's the end of that. Uh, yeah, I, I said it was the end. I, I yeah. was the one that jinxed it in our chat. I said, CJ Stroud out Joe Burrow, and then he froze the pick like moments later. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I jinxed it. And then they tied it up. I'm like, oh, man, that might be one of the worst things I've ever sent. And then and then the Texans won it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still vindicated, still vindicated over here. Wow. But, I mean, it goes to show that the young fella has kind of got his sea legs pretty quickly. And I, I don't know what I was expecting out of this guy, but not this. I mean, I guess I was expecting him to look a bit more like Bryce Young. Where I, we're talking about this on Saturday on the way home from from the gridiron. Young himself actually kind of looks like he'll be a maybe average sort of starter in the NFL, which is which is fine. That's you you'd love that. Most franchises would love to find that guy. And Stroud kind of looks like maybe he'll be better than that. And he's already kind of doing it. So yeah, you like that. You really like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. When you look at Stroud out there, he is just looking so poised. He looks like yeah. a top 10 quarterback already. I mean, he just has yeah, all the intangibles and really the mental sort of side of football as well. And very surprising because a lot of people hate on Ohio State QBs when they come out. I mean, they haven't really panned out. But here's CJ Stroud, and he's taking the lead by storm already. And he's shown that, hey, some of that Ohio State hype actually translates to the NFL as well. And it's really impressive to see him go out there with a Houston Texans team that no one fancied to be in playoff contention. But now if the season ended today, they'd have a playoff spot. So well. honestly, I think if they make playoffs, like that alone makes CJ Stroud MVP for me. I mean, I'm really happy to give him stay healthy and you're probably the, the rookie of the year. I just don't know what it would take to get him to be most valuable player. I just, I just don't know what yeah. it would take. I mean, if they got one seed in the AFC somehow, I mean, they're only like a couple of games back from the Chiefs, then surely that's enough to get him MVP. But I'm saying even if they got in the playoffs, that should be a good enough case, in my opinion, just based on how trash the Texans roster look like. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's got to get coach of the year as well if they make playoffs or even come close to playoffs. I think, yeah, CJ Stroud, he'd be an interesting, interesting guy to look at for MVP at the moment. Yeah. 
I think the cool thing is at this point in the season, you can start having those conversations kind of realistically yeah. too, because, you know, when people start saying, oh, this guy's an MVP candidate week six, and then by week eight, he's, you know, season's over because he's ripped an Achilles in half or something like that. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's harder to do that earlier on, but now, it, you know, legitimately now teams have got to make their decisions on whether they go for it or whether they pack up shop and start to run the young guys out. And, um, and you really do start to see the credentials of good coaching. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a timely time to be having that kind of uh, conversation. And I did not mean to say timely time. That was really bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my brain's clearly not as sharp as yours. Oh, man. Yeah, no, my brain always dies halfway through our shows anyway, Maddie. So, as you know, as you Not know- this week. I feel like we got you coming this week. <laughs> Bring in Taylor on for the second and third shows instead of having him here the whole time, mate. That's the way to do it. Bring him off the bench. <laughs> exactly. He Impact can, player. He can fill in. He can fill in. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. And look, the defensive player of the week, the defensive patient performer of the week, got to give it to Zaire Franklin. I thought he had a massive game stats-wise. He was filling up the stat sheet everywhere on defense. It was just incredible to watch. He had 15 total tackles, 12 solos, three assists, and he had a forced fumble in there as well. In a very defensively heavy game, Against New England, he really stepped up. I thought he deserved this one. So he's got my vote for the defensive page performer of the week. A few other guys got hard done by, I reckon, but I think Zaire had a good game overall. So I have to give it to him. Yeah, look, that game over uh, in Germany was just a defensive tussle. And a lot of people don't like that. I don't mind seeing him sometimes. I I don't want every game to be like that. But... I mean, I'm not getting up at 1.30 in the morning to watch a very defensive <laughs> game like that, to be honest, between two bad teams. Yeah, no, I I watched like the first Colts. <laughs> I watched the first Colts drive and then went to sleep. So that's how you know. I watched the only touchdown of the game. That's it. Minch so, drove it down and then Manjot's out. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Taylor, Taylor just punches it through. Pittman didn't get in the end zone, unfortunately, no. for my for my 100K shotgun team. Shout out to the 100K boys. This actually is a good pivot right now to my fantasy patient performer of the week because one of the guys on my 100K shotgun team is TJ Hawkinson, and he had a sensational game. 11 catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. And he was injured. He's getting his body bent in half. His knee was all injured. And he still put up 30.4 fantasy points. And honestly, if you're doing that for my fantasy football team, you deserve all the pastries in the world, TJ. So especially in a league where... Absolutely, the prize is monetary that I would want this dude to go out there and just really cook. So shout out, TJ. Keep doing your thing, my man. Keep going, my boy. Like, just keep keep doing it, man. I I cannot wait. You know, 30 points per week for my tight end. He's tight end one in fantasy as well, so he deserves it. And honestly, I'm just happy, Matty. Just happy. Yeah, Matty C had him as his tight end too at the start of the year for good reason. Uh, the better tight end in purple than uh, what some people pointed towards. And, and mate, I, I heard you say this through the week. This is a lot of stuff that happens. God, we talk when we're not on the show as well. We don't just talk here, but we God, we talk when we're not on the show. Did I hear Hawkwatch needs to come back? <laughs> Did I hear that? <laughs> yes, I said it. I said I said Hawkwatch needs to come back, honestly. 100%. <laughs> It'll be on uh, next week's shows. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly what you guys talked about with Hawkwatch. It was just Hawks performances, wasn't it? But I, I can't remember. <laughs> Taylor will remember because that guy keeps every receipt, <laughs> especially when he yeah. thinks he's right. <laughs> I, I just love Hawk, man. I mean, he I picked him up in that league and I was picking from 17, I'm pretty sure, at the draft in a 20-team league. And you only allowed one per position. So I just went out there and I was like, okay, I need to target quarterback and tight end first because they're the onesie positions. And then I got Justin Herbert, my first pick, and then TJ Hawkinson, my second. And they're the only two players I actually haven't changed all season. I keep changing my running backs and wide receivers weekly. But those two are just automatic locks. And honestly, this week, TJ, you got... The Denver Broncos who give up the most fantasy points to tight ends. Man, I'm licking my lips at that yeah. 
matchup, man. I, I'm just so excited. I, I hope he stays healthy and just keeps going out there because, man, I'm, I'm just going to just gonna say it, man. Show me the money one day. Show me man. the money. Don't wait. I don't mind if he doesn't stay healthy if he plays like he did when he was 90% broken the other day. So, uh, you know, I'm down with that. But uh, that's, <laughs> that said, too, uh, we, we love a bit of hockey here. And as the offensive player of the week, he uh, he'd be packing in the pastries. It's a big bloke. He'd, you're not sending him just one, eh? You'd be sending him a carton, a box of 20 or yeah. something. <laughs> right, so we've got rookie and defensive and offensive. Where do we go next? Oh, man. Rookie. So it's rookie, defensive, and fantasy. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. Offensive, man. Oh, man. This is tough. I think I have to split a pastry between a few wide receivers, and I don't know how many I can name here that had some cracking games this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, for sure, 11 yeah. catches, 175 yards, two TDs. I think CD as well, CD Lamb out there, 11 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. He's been on a 10, just getting everything. And Amon Ross sent Brown. Eight catches, 156 yards, and a touchdown. Just a wide receiver week out there. It's a tough one. I'd probably lean towards Keenan Allen, unfortunately, for the other two. But I have to give it to Keenan. In a loss, unfortunately, for him. But still, 175 yards and two TDs. Just incredible. Highest fantasy performer of the week as well, just in terms of every sort of points metric. So I got to give it to Keenan Allen. He was just sensational out there for the Chargers. He got injured mid-game, came back, and was still looking effective. And honestly, if he hadn't got injured, he could have had at least 200 yards, which would have been incredible. The right, he was going, he would only need one more catch for it, too. He was just, uh, he seemed wide open all the yeah. time. Hey, um, mate, I was only thinking in the lead up to the week, man, this might be the last week to get Keenan Allen low, and I wish I had gone after him in some places because no one is going to sell Keenan Allen now, right? Yeah, no one. And same as the rest of that list. No one was selling CD and probably no one was selling Armin Ra, and maybe Keenan was the guy he could go after um, who had the upside, who was kind of in that club, who hadn't performed like that. Well, now now that door shut. So, um, yeah, tough to separate these three, but I I like your call. I like your call. Yeah, it was real tough, but had to lean towards Keenan because he had the slightly better stats. And this week, we introduced new pastry category on the stories. We had the fan-voted pastry performer of the week. I gave them four choices, Maddie, and it was CJ Stroud, CeeDee Lamb, Zaya Franklin, and TJ Hawkinson. And so far, at the time of recording, CJ Stroud is the fantasy, sorry, the fans' patient performer of the week. He got eight votes, CD Lamb five votes, TJ Hawkinson two votes. I'm sure those votes will continue to go up with time. No one wrote in as well. Uh, I did I did see the option. I gave them the option to write in as well, get a write in, some write-in votes. But, yeah, I've got to give it here to CJ Stroud at the moment at the time of recording could change with tomorrow's episode. Uh, I might have to update that if there's any changes, but yeah, for the moment, CJ Strauss, the fans page performance of the week. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, and I think this segment's been dying for some fan interaction. So I'm glad that that's something that you've got in there now and people can have a bit of say in where the pastries go, mate. Cause, uh, you know, I think it as CEO of Pastry International, I think it's only fair that you've got the biggest say of where things go. But it's just nice for the folks to be able to get in there and, and give a bit of direction, mate. You've got to give the people what they want, right? 100%. I mean, yeah, I always love interacting with the fans, make sure they get in on everything we do. And honestly, Maddie, yeah, it's, it's looking good. Looking good. Love the interactions, guys. And yeah, I mean, where does that bring us to? The patient performer of the week. Woo-woo! Oh man, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who played well this week. This yeah. was the toughest week by far, just because there's a lot of point scoring. That meant a lot of people did well. A lot of quarterbacks did well. Honestly, the, it was a tough choice out there, Maddie. There's there's a few quarterbacks out there that deserve it. And although I love the fans, I gotta not say it's CJ Stroud this week. Unfortunately, I thought he had a good game. I thought there was guys who did better. And one of the guys who did better, I reckon, was Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, 26-35, 404 yards, four touchdowns, an interception, 138.3 passer rate. Yeah. 
Just an incredible game from Dak. And he's winning me a water bet at the moment. We're going to discuss that in just a second. But this performance really carries that water bet out there, Maddie. And honestly, I'm really, I'm really happy that Dak's playing well. It's backing up what I said in mm. preseason that Dak Prescott would finish a top 10 quarterback. He's now quarterback six on the season in fantasy. Thanks to performances like this and others in the past month. Yeah, I mean, and this is a guy who was kind of pretty maligned earlier in the year for struggling a bit after they cleaned up the Giants in the early part of the season and then just kind of hit the San Francisco game and fell off a cliff a bit. But 39 points in fantasy for anybody is fantastic. So a quarterback to be leading the charge there um, and just feeding CD as well. I guess CD, uh, you get credit for being an excellent receiver and making the most of it. But the opportunity comes from somebody who only played three quarters of the game. He still throws 75% completions, four touchdowns from 26 completions. It it was a great day. 400 yards. Like, there's not a lot you can say that pokes a hole in Dak, except that he threw one to an opponent. But, you know, um, you can excuse that when you're up by about 49 to 10 or whatever the score was. Anyway, uh, so, so look, I, I love that you've gone and found a guy who didn't appear earlier to give the overall pastry performer of the week too. And I mean, it just, it makes me feel really fucking smart because three weeks ago, I'm like, you know what you should do? You should buy low on Dak Prescott and CD Lab. So I just kind of feel like a bit of a genius over here. Um, and it kind of feels like you've just put the crown on my head. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott, yeah. I had that water bet with Taylor. So, I mean, I, I get what Taylor was saying. You know, Dak Prescott was probably not the guy to be drafting at that position, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm fully vindicated that water won't be dumped in my head, thankfully. So, yes. yeah, at least no water's <laughs> dumped in my head in that one. Yes. Unless that gets injured. Unless yes. that gets injured. <laughs> no, and there's a lot that can go wrong. Uh, I mean, it's a tenuous thing that the, when you start looking at the that middle range of the, you know, sort of 5 to 15 at quarterback, yeah, that all changes really quickly. So um, if Dak is going to continue on the trajectory he's on in any way, shape, or form, then he should be safe. But um, watch this space because we'll come back yeah. and we'll talk a bit about the water bets in a little minute. Uh, are we ready to recap this one? Because I've got yeah, rookie. Yeah, recap it, man. We've got yeah, the rookie, got, CJ yeah. Stroud, right? Yep. Kicking ass. It, it, he is going to continue to win this award by the look of it. We might just rename it. Uh, the defensive... Yeah. Pastry goes to Zaire Franklin, which is just so deserved. If you're going to do that in a foreign country and just eat up the Mac Jones, uh, you, you kind of deserve it. The fantasy performer of the week, Hawkwatch is back. We love that. <laughs> so, oh, yes, sir. With all those points, considering he was broken in half, 30.4 fantasy points, you got to love a little bit of that. Uh, 11 receptions, mate. I, I reckon I had a whole season where I had 11 receptions for the Astros. So to get that in an hour, not bad, Hawk. Uh, <laughs> then the offensive pastry performer, and take your pick from a bunch of favorite wide receivers, CD Lamb, Armin Ra. But we gave it to Keenan Allen, and we love a bit of Keenan Allen. Led all fantasy players this week with 40 and a half points. And then a fan vote, CJ Stroud takes the crown from CD Lamb, TJ Hawkinson, and Zaya Franklin. Everyone votes in, and CD, uh, sorry, CJ Stroud is the winner of that. But then the overall pastry performer of the week going to Dak Prescott, and the shit sandwich going to the Jaguars. All right, so moving on. <laughs> We don't need to dwell on the last one. <laughs> yeah, no, that there last we... one. Uh, yeah, I'll let you off the hook, Maddie. except that we've got to say Trevor's being a fraud this season. Just yeah. To, yeah, he's really to sucked. Say. He's really sucked, hasn't he? He has. He has. He's putting up Baker Mayfield sort of numbers right now. Being terrible. When we accept, yeah. Being terrible. I'm going to just cruise into the playoffs like nobody's chasing them. You know, he's, he's been awful. Hey, uh, great segment. <laughs> Let's um, show off that now. And we'll get into the, the recap that we do every week on how we perform as analysts uh, when it comes to the NFL tipping. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm going to go with the Wolfman, Sam Howell. Sam Howell! Uh, Brace yeah. Howell! Romeo, no, you can't make a howl sound for dubs. Romeo dubs. That's awful. I'm going to drop. That's so good. <laughs> the Get A Gridiron guys versus the Fantasy guys. We do this every week. The alignment, man, Jot. Can you just refresh people on what the alignment is on who's on which team here and why we've lined up on the teams we have for Get A Gridiron versus Fantasy guys? Ah, uh, yeah. So we have 
me, Brad, and Ian on the Good Egg Gridiron guys, and you, Mark, and Taylor as the fantasy guys. I chose to be on the Good Egg Gridiron guys just because uh, I don't know. I, I want to be want to be in the the sort of analyst sort of section there. So yeah, you know, I'm makes sense. Yeah, I thought Mark would fit more as a fantasy analyst and me fit more as an NFL analyst, which kind of makes sense because Mark has his own dynasty podcast. So, yeah, yeah that, that was my real reasoning why uh, I just wanted to put some shots out there to the boys, make sure that they know that, hey, you know, it's still still all up for grabs, Maddie. though. Um, yeah, I think... I think you and Mark the Swiss Army knife. So, like, if you guys went the other way around and Mark ended up with the analysts of the gridiron, you end up with the fantasy guys. I think it would still plug together neatly because uh, you guys yeah. kind of each have those two hats where certainly Taylor and I, we're fantasy guys. Certainly Ian and Brad are NFL guys. But you guys can kind of do both. Yeah, we can. I mean, we both appeared on both podcasts a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, uh, but uh, for the purposes of this, you're a g'day gridiron guy, and you're you're on that cast all the time. So, in that case, that makes sense too. Sadly, yeah. you've picked the wrong team, uh, but you know you can be forgiven for that. It was a, a wild week of tipping, though. Did anyone get anything fucking right this week? It was a disaster. I mean, Taylor obviously did. He's still on top. I mean, he had a hundred points this week, which meant he got ten out of fourteen right. How? So it moves him to nine hundred and seventy points, which is in the top. He's better. Sorry, he's better than ninety-seven point six percent of people, which is different from saying he's in the top ninety-seven point six. By the way, I just wanted to make sure I get that cleared up. Then you got Brad. He's got ninety-five points, and he's in the top ninety-five percent. And then me, I'm in. Uh, I've got 92, right? So 920 yeah. points. So I'm in the top 89.3 points. So it really was going like that this week where the top three pretty much remained unchanged and were mm. the top three in the week. And then Mark and Ian also tied me with 80 points this week. So we were all a win behind Brad, who was on 90, who was a win behind Taylor, who was 100. And all the way in last place, following his Jacksonville Jaguars, was Maddie C the Jaguar? He had sixty points this week, which made him anchored to the bottom at eight hundred and seventy points. And he's joined there with Ian as well, yeah. eight hundred and seventy points. Ian was already down there. I just landed with him. You know, he was already there, mate. He was just looking lonely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ian, I reckon he's going to come back like his quarterback Joshua Dobbs does with the Minnesota Vikings. So. You know, I might have traded him Josh Dobbs in a dynasty league earlier today too, just <laughs> just out of niceness. I, I got like a 2025 third or something like that. So like, I don't know, I sold him for pennies, but what, whatever, it just felt good to give him the pastronaut. <laughs> yeah, just give him the pastronaut. Just exactly. give it to him. Just give it to him. It felt right. It just felt right. So adding up the totals of this tipping competition, the fantasy boys with Taylor's 970 points, Mark's yeah. 890 points. Yeah. And then Maddie's, Maddie's 20 points. Yeah. <laughs> 870 <laughs> points makes you guys have 2,730 points on the hey, season. It's a lot of points. Yeah. A lot of points. Actually, you wish you had that many points. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the good at ground, boys, with Brad's 950, Manjot's 920, and then Ian's. Nine eight hundred seventy. Okay, that makes two thousand seven hundred and forty points. Oh, fucking so we're up okay. By ten points, we're up by ten points, and okay. really the difference was this week. The fantasy boys went up by ten points, and what happened was, it was Maddie C and Mark <laughs> choosing the Jets on Sunday Night Football, while the rest of us went with the Raiders. The Raiders got the victory, and then. That's what separated us this week because Taylor was the only one to pick the Cardinals. That's what gave you guys the lead. And then Maddie and Mark essentially lost the lead for them. So uh, if I was Taylor, man, I- I'd be a bit disappointed there, Maddie and you. Honestly, I- I- I'd be pretty filthy. That what makes you think he's done- not? <laughs> I-, I reckon, you know, he- he's done all the hard work out there. Yeah. And then you guys are just, you know, pulling him back. But you know, Taylor. If, if I was Taylor, though, I, I'd be happy being top place. So oh, there's yeah. a bit of a trade up there. 
Yeah, yeah. I think what he's glad about is that if he's got to drag both our asses through this whole season, at least I'm really skinny and Mark's very short. So, you know, yeah. at least and there's that. <laughs> I mean, I, I reckon, you know, see the size of that bloke, he could actually lift you both on his shoulders. So, oh, yeah, uh, no doubt. shoulder each. Like, no fucking you doubt. know, how he lifts his sons, like he'd lift you two like that. Oh, and we would both need oxygen masks all the way up there. The, the oxygen up there is 18% thinner than on ground, mate. It's like being in Denver. Uh, yeah, you have to go a few days early to acclimatise if Taylor's going to give you one of those, like, shoulder lifts. Like, I mean, you know, with how, you know, with how much he weighs as well, the, the force of gravity up there as well, that would be like Planet Taylor out there would be like... Know. Probably the worst planet for you to live on, Maddie. You'd be crushed <laughs> by both the oxygen with the height and just and the gravitational the, pull. Yeah, the gravitational pull of Taylor's weight as well. It's a, it's oh, a little weight in the center of the earth there, but, but I think I'd just be thrilled to. You know, I, I weigh like twenty five kilos, soaking wet with a bag of rocks on my back. So you know, I'd just be thrilled to tip the scale a little more. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, you know my diet's total shit is because I'm just trying to gain weight. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not an athlete. You didn't get that pastry this week, you know. Could use it. It might be good for you. (laughs) Might have been good for you, but yeah, it might have it might have helped you out there, Matty. Okay, and the breakdown of this: literally the wisest gridiron guys on the entire planet, the G'day Gridiron team, are one tip better than us chuckleheads who do fantasy. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah, also shows that Taylor wins everything. It does, it does, one hundred percent, and that he's completely carrying pretty much everything <laughs> because he's excellent and he keeps on getting lumped with B-rate cast. That's what happens. He keeps on getting stuck with us, us losers. But I am coming back with the vengeance. I had three really good weeks in a row, and then this week I absolutely shat the bed. So, uh, my the the serious fantasy face is coming back on because I was I was kicking ass there for a couple weeks in a row, Maddie. You in two weeks in a row, mate. It felt like three. It felt like a year. It felt like oh, mate, you've got no idea how great that felt. (laughs) I mean, I've just been essentially just shitting myself the last two weeks. So I've got to really pick it up. Got to be a lot smarter in my tips and. I got to catch Taylor again, you know. It's still half yeah, a season left. Essentially, it's not over. So yeah, if Taylor's out there listening to this, I mean, yeah, I was just confused, man. I, I was just too high and and too focused on you know roasting Maddie C. That was yeah. the most important part of my week. That was the yeah. biggest part of the week. And I think you've really got to focus on getting Taylor really drunk if you're going to get him to make bad tips. Um, so work on that. Uh, in the meantime. If you get focused on trying to roast me, then that, that, apparently that's all it takes to knock you off kilter. So no worries. I'm going to make sure I'm a thorn in your side the rest of you, mate. <laughs> that's, that's all it's going to take. No worries. I can do that. <laughs> I've been a younger brother for 41 years of my life, mate. So I know how to be annoying. Really fucking yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I see, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Can you imagine what life was like for my dear older sister? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love yeah. you, sis. <laughs> you put up with a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest, so you know I'm the one. So you feel the pain. You know the pain. Yeah, I know the pain, man. Now just imagine you were twice as old and you had to put up with the shit for twice as long. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Saying. Shout out to Magella, by the way. She will not believe that I shouted her out on an Aussie NFL fantasy podcast. This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. You know, little Johnny in the house. Is- as they called, that was my rap, rap name back in the day. Little That'll be Johnny. the merch store this week, Little Johnny. <laughs> no, Jotty, Jotty, like J-O-T. Ozzy. Before we do, though, I've got a big sack over here. And I've also got a mailbag, so I'm going to drag the mailbag. <laughs> yeah, wake the fuck up, Mahomes. Come on, man. NFL. You guys need to take down the white whale on top, and that's physically and figuratively. Sun's out, Wang's out. <laughs> that's the rule of my house, mate. Fantasy. This week, though, must-win game. At least Matty C will be in my ass for the rest of time about oh, the, the Jaguars. It's going to be unbelievable. I, I will never when, live it down. When they win. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in the mail. Man, I'm going to be eating his mouth. Ma- oh, pause, pause. Mate, let's get into the water bets that we had from this season, from the preseason. Uh, hey. We have got, would you believe there's, there's six of them that are active. And uh, mate, they, they are all kinds of interesting. You and I are in 
Well, pretty much fucking all of them. I can't shut my mouth, so <laughs> I'm I'm just all over the place. I'm in pre- pretty much every single one because I love arguing, as you know. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. But the first one, we're actually head-to-head in this one, so this will be a really good one, is that at the start of the year, there was a bit of a, a divide between the, the Amari Cooper line. Who thought Amari Cooper was going to be excellent and who was really not so sold in on that? Um, we had the water bet on that one, though. Amari Cooper was going to be – the line we put in was – Top 13 wide receiver. Do you remember why we put the line in there? Because it was me and Taylor that were really high at like number eight. And yeah. then you were like number 18. So it was like right in the middle, wide receiver 13. Yeah, we, we went pretty diametrically opposed on Amari Cooper that, yeah, you guys were 10 and 9 and I was at 18. And I managed to keep the line somewhat low, I think. I only moved up five places. So that wasn't so bad. You guys moved down sort of four and three. So I didn't give too much ground. But really, I was trying to make my point that I just didn't really believe that offense. And it's been coming true to some extent. But I I think the tide is turning on that one. At the moment, we are through 10 full weeks. And Amari Cooper is currently wide receiver 20. So no victory lap here from me because that's a nervy spot, right? At 20... He's actually, his trend is going up. Um, 13 doesn't actually seem like such a, a horrible hill to get over. How do you feel about your position on that, given how far we are through the season? And that fantasy season doesn't end at the end of the regular fantasy season. It ends at week 17. you got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not too fussed about Amari Cooper because me and Taylor have been talking about it. And really, he's coming good the last couple of weeks. And even though he's wide receiver 20 now, He's still having some boom games. And with some easier defenses to go up against, such as Pittsburgh coming up yeah. this week, he could still have some good, great games out there. So I think there's still a lot of time for Mari Cooper to come good, and especially when it comes to the end of season. I mean, last year he had a pretty good fantasy playoffs. I think this year he could be around that level as well, and that could really carry up his sort of rankings. Uh, there, there was a great piece of conjecture between Taylor and I around Ramondre Stevenson that maybe wisely you kept out of. I don't entirely know oh, yeah. why you weren't involved in this one, but um, I, I was definitely I on the no side that. of this, right? I, I just listened to that bullshit, honestly. It was it was the funniest shit. You guys spent like half an hour of a podcast just arguing that. So Ramondre versus Zeke and, man, Ramondre's up quite a bit, isn't he, Maddie? He is. Now, the water bit was never Ramondre versus Zeke. It was, well, Zeke's around enough to hurt Ramondre's fantasy value. The argument was that Ramondre had finished as a top 10 fantasy running back the year before and that to get him at, say, you know, the 15 range was actually going to represent value and that he was going to be this wildly, you know, more valuable player, which I just I just couldn't get. I had him ranked at 22 because I'm the world's greatest hater. Taylor had him ranked yeah. at 14 because he's got a big erection that you can hear it. Like you say Ramondre Stevenson and, oh, that's his cock hitting the other side of the table. Uh, <laughs> but you very wisely, and I don't know if you meant to do this or not, but you fucking just landed dead in the middle. You just completely splinters in the ass on the fence, this one, yeah. by coming in at 18. That's where we set the line. It's the other melee line, one side or the yep. other. Today, Ramondre's on the upside of the melee line. He's currently... Taylor's going to shit himself. 14. 14, which is exactly where Taylor had him ranked, which is hilarious. He's also played one more game than everybody else in the league because they're on bye this week. So I think that will help correct it. And, and I mean, we just saw Zeke tear up, you know, a good 10-point game this week just gone by as well. So I'm not completely sold. This is really something that's symptomatic of where we're going to see Ramondre end. Um, It's, there's a couple of factors at play that see him be a bit inflated. So I'm, I'm, not prepared for anyone to be doing a victory lap on this one, much like how I'm not doing a victory lap on the Amari Cooper one. You've done well to keep out of this one, so I'm not going to drag you into it because you're on the you are the melee line, 100. I don't want to shift you on that. You are the melee line. Um, the question I would ask you about him because I asked about Amari Cooper coming to a trading deadline though is this kind of your player you're trading for or you're trying to trade out of? Oh, I have zero oh. shares of the guy. No surprise, right? But I'm not trying to buy into him. I think he's had a good four or five weeks recently that he's gone to double digits. So I think the trend's going up with him. 
So I wouldn't mind buying into him in a couple of leagues where I need some running back depth. But really, yeah, I, I'd probably target him this week considering he's on the bye week and then you'd have to wait it out. But yeah, I think, you know, it really depends. I think just trying to get him for someone who's around that range. I mean, when you look at running backs who are around that range, you talk about like Jameer Gibbs is above him and below it's right now just looking at below him is Brees Hall. I, I'd probably, if I could get Brees Hall for him, like mm. I, I would not be happy. I'd, I'd rather Ramondre than Brees at the moment. I mean, they are dead same on the same points. Set similar points with Gibbs and Stevenson, but I, I'd probably take Ramondre. I mean, it, it's tough to say this, but I might even take Ramondre over like someone like Derrick Henry's a couple places above him. But like, I wouldn't I would. mind that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him. Like if if someone gave me Zach, if I gave Zach Moss up for him, that'd be a great trade for me as well. I think like. Some of the I just don't think you can get Ramondre for Zach Moss. I just don't yeah. think there's a world where anyone who's got there's Zach no Moss to... could expect to get more than AJ Dillon. Like, you know, yeah. that would yeah, probably Zach be the Moss... upside. Like, yeah, that's an absolute steal. Yeah, uh, you are right, Maddie. So. Then no one's doing that deal. Yeah, I think you're going to do a big lap of honor on this one because uh, there was a bit of conjecture at the start of the year about what do you do with Bucks wide receivers now that they've got a new quarterback in there. Um, there was the, the the diametric opposition here is do you go with the guy who's consistently put up thousand year season, yard seasons because he's he does it in big chunks or do you go with the guy who's sort of been you know chips away chips away and just consistently puts it up slowly? Man, Joe, you took the Mike Evans side of this and Taylor and I both landed on the Godwin side. Do, do you want to know the numbers on this one because I've got it dead in front of me here. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this one. Okay. Uh, you're going to love this straight out of the gate. Goldwyn is currently wide receiver 36. Uh, do you think Mike <laughs> Evans is above or below that? <laughs> I think he's well above. I mean, I've been mm. doing my research. I know for certain he's wide receiver 12 because I yep. picked him up in the league this week in my 100K shotgun league yep. where he only allowed one per position and somehow he's on waivers. I picked him up and he's wide receiver 12. So I know he was 100% ahead of Godwin. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not close. Just not close at all. In preseason, we had Goldwyn as the 24th wide receiver. God, we would love if he could be the 24th wide receiver now. But Mike Evans, mainly on the strength of Taylor and I, sort of putting him down a little bit. Um, he was in a consensus 26 kind of range. So it's not like we had a lot between them, but Taylor and I, much more on the Goldwyn side. And we're getting our asses kicked on that one for the time being. And, and it's going to take a lot to catch that up. So I just don't know how that one yeah. gets changed. I think Taylor and I are going to be eating two litres of water each. I mean, I told you guys, like Mike Evans, he has got 1,000 yards every single season of his career. I, I, that was like my number one, like, sort of thing with him. That was my number one argument. And even funnier, Maddie, is that Mike Evans is number 32 overall in terms of all fantasy players. So <laughs> when you're talking about Godwin, he's number 36 in wide receivers, whereas Evans, he's ahead of him in overall players. Like, that yeah. sort of thing. If you get what I mean, right? Like, he's not even, like, he's ahead of number 36 in terms of overall. Like, that's how crazy this one has gone in my favor, that Mike Evans has gone that high. Honestly, it, it was as I expected. I thought he'd cook against some of the very mid-defenses that they were going up against, especially against his own division. I thought he'd do real well. And in his couple... They've only played a couple of division games, like three of them. Yeah, they're all backloaded, yeah. Yeah, he, he... I mean, that's half, so yeah, fair enough. But really, it was backloaded. And I mean, apart from the Saints one where he's got seven... He got some real good numbers against teams like Atlanta. He got 20. And, yeah, actually, he has only played two. Yeah. Mm. Not bad. I thought Chicago was yes. in the division. He's, he's still yeah, got two Carolinas to go, yeah. Yeah, so it really could boost up. He could really move into top 10 wide receiver Mike Evans again. I mean, the amount of drops he's had as well really gave you guys a chance, I think. He's really had a few drops as well. Like last week, he dropped a wide open touchdown against Tennessee. And yeah. I thought 
Man, that was a real awesome. A classic game. Mike Evans drop, by the way. I mean, yeah, God, how often do you see? Yeah. There was one last year where you actually oh. tore whatever hair you've got under the beanie out. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. We, uh, we, if we weren't crying, we'd be laughing at that. Um, you can laugh at it now because it was last year. But yeah. I don't know. I think Mike Evans has done it exactly the way I said he would play because he's had three weeks as a top 10 wide receiver. Three. Just three, because that's who Mike Evans is. Outside of that, he's a, uh, he's number 30 every week at wide receiver because that's who he is. But his top 10 weeks are big. And it was a matter of, do I think Baker will feed him a lot of top 10 weeks? No. Has Baker fed him a lot of top 10 weeks? No. Um, so mm, I feel like while those things are true, the points are there. You can't argue against the points. And that's what we're, we're railing against is who's going to score more points. And I'm going to eat a big loss on that. Kind of feel like I, I knew what was going to happen, just didn't expect it to be as, as wide of a gap because I just did expect that Godwin would be getting more of the, the small work. It just isn't small work. It's all big. Yeah, it's Or they get right. thumped. Yeah, and this is like the third highest in terms of his yards per catch ever and his second highest in yards per target ever mm. as well. So it really shows that Mike Evans is actually having a greater season than expected. And if he got the volume that he had gotten in his prime, sort of, uh, yeah. I still consider him in his prime. So at previously in his prime, if he still got the same volume, he'd probably have his best season of his career. Uh, if he got that amount of targets that he'd probably get, let's see, in some of the years like 2016, 2015, where he's force-fed so many targets. I think, you know... With yeah, the Jameis years, yeah. Yeah, them Jameis years. Yeah, I mean, but Jameis was right just like, fuck it, throw it to Mike. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's only halfway through the season, so who knows, like, Baker could force-feed him a ton more targets. And... I mean, he only had three targets against, uh, New, uh, uh yeah. sorry, not New Zealand, New Orleans. I mean, the cricket's kind of distracting me at the moment nowadays. But yeah, New Orleans, he only had 37% of snaps. I'm pretty sure he was injured in that game. So yep. yeah, there's out, not yeah. really, yeah. So apart from that, that was a real outlier. So I think there's a lot there with Mike Evans and he's consistently getting like eight or 10 targets every week. It's either eight or 10 pretty much every week, except. Except a couple. Hmm. I don't know why yeah. we fight fight so much, but I love that we do. Dak Prescott, <laughs> top ten wide, uh, top ten uh, fantasy quarterback. Manjot says yes, sir. Maddie and Taylor say uh uh-uh. uh. And early on in the season, actually, Dak looked great, and then he didn't look great, and now he looks great again, and he's currently quarterback six. Um, and you actually think that he's got a pretty good pass to continue that? Yeah, I think that one. I'm pretty happy with that, honestly. I mean, Dak has been going off the past month, and I think that would just continue. He's just an incredible player right now. I mean, he's beating up on all the teams that he gets to beat up on, and then he beats up on teams like Philly nowadays. So I'm pretty pretty stoked by that, Matty C. I'm pretty happy by that, and honestly, I'm I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and and Philly's a great team to be a quarterback against because you can't run it, and you trail. So you throw, and it's kind of great. It was like that really dominating uh, Denver defense that year Peyton Manning won with. Like he won the Super Bowl a year he had thrown like nine touchdowns or something. It was it was horrendous. But that defense was so terrific that actually they were one of the best passing matchups because in junk time they just kind of let the foot off the pedal and just did the bend don't break thing. Um, so and, and you just couldn't run against them, and that's exactly who Philly are. But look, he has had in the last three weeks. Quarterback one last week, quarterback two the week before, quarterback three. Then he had the bye, so that's a month. That's not bad. But before going into the bye, he was quarterback one as well. So, I mean, it's a pretty rare streak of form, and all of those have been against bottom 10 passing defenses. This week at Carolina, they're the anti-Philadelphia. You don't need to pass to beat them. (laughs) So, I just kind of wonder what's going to happen with Dak this week. It's not because Carolina have got an all-oppressive defense. It's just that uh, you beat them early. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited for this one. I mean, I just think, you know, Dak Dak is on form. So, that's just what I really like about this water bet. Yeah, he's uh he's munching it up. He's currently sixth, which is fantastic. And I mean, in overall too, that's he's the twelfth highest scoring fantasy player, sixth at quarterback because quarterbacks just uh, you know the way they they score is is sort of it leans towards quarterbacks over indexing in that respect. But having a look at who's around him in quarterback at the moment too, 
So I've got Josh Allen at one, Hertz at two, Sam Howell. What I, I don't even know what to do with that at number three. Justin Herbert at four, Lamar Jackson at five. So a lot of guys who in preseason were like, these are the guys you should expect. Of course, Justin Fields was in our top five. He's been hurt. But then then there's Dak. Dak just sitting on the edge of that top five. And he is currently a handful of points ahead of Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> a further, uh, well, and Dobbs and Mahomes, same guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> CJ Stroud, so less than a point behind Mahomes. Uh, so this part of the um, the scoring right to the end of the top 10 is separated by essentially a, a 15-yard touchdown pass. So it's, it's mm. a tenuous grip to sixth, but he's sixth. He's, he's, he has done. He has scored these points. Uh, and it's not until you get out to about 15th that you start getting to, okay, now there's about a 10-point bridge. Okay. Um, so, so that part is really condensed at quarterback. Which I think is kind of why Taylor and I won't feel horrible about the idea that, you know, outside of top 10 is a good number. If it was outside top 12, we'd probably be shitting ourselves a bit. But outside of top 10, I don't feel like that's actually a safe thing at the moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, anything could happen with Dak as well. He has had a few injuries in his career, so hopefully nothing goes yeah. bad this time. He I wouldn't want him a... to get hurt. No way. I, I want to see yeah, the Cowboys play well. Not. Definitely not. Like, yeah, no no injuries, man. That's just the ideal thing with uh, mm. sport. I just want no injuries. Yeah, you want the best players especially, to keep playing. Yeah, especially with football. You know, I, I don't want any injuries across the board. No you know way, the Cowboys going to win the NFC Championship if Dak is hurt? And that's really all everyone wants to see. So, nice and simple. The next one everyone is... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just Brad. Nobody else. The... Next one is you and I head to head and we each took a player and went, who's going to score more points? And the reason for this one, the reason for this one was because we had Devonta and Debo kind of flipped. I had Debo at 20 and Devonta Smith at 15. You had Debo at 15, Devonta Smith at 21. I went, right, this has got to be the greatest waterbed fodder of all time, 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 time. Because we oh, had a diametrically opposed opinions on the ex- on these two guys, exactly. And I think without injury to Debo, I don't know what would have been happening here. I assume he would be ahead, right? Mm. Yeah, I've got to do some averages, Maddie. Think you know, just just to get just to make sure. So Devontae, I mean, yeah, he's, averages. He's had he's hey he's had some. Get the fuck about averages. You either score points and you're in my lineup, or you're on a bench and you can suck a ball. Like fuck, get in the lineup, mate. Who cares about averages? <laughs> What yeah, fucking I mean, use to me are if you're scoring a zero and you've got a fucking busted shoulder? Fuck off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Debo's had a couple meh games. I mean, he had that point six against Arizona where he had six rushing yards. And then what was the like, fuck, fuck is that, by the way, too? Because you go, against yeah. Arizona, this is what we're expecting Debo to put up a 20. It was when it was when uh, yeah. CMC pilfered all the touchdowns. Everything. Yeah, game. he scored 58 touchdowns and he won us the Astro League that week. It was great. Yeah, what was your touchdown this week, CMC? Fucking hell, man. Yeah, why the fuck is Debo running it in and not CMC? Fuck you, 49ers. I fucking hate the 49ers. Yeah, I I hate Shanahan. I got the record, man. That that was such that was a disappointment of the game. Even more disappointing than Jaguars, I reckon, was CMC not getting a touchdown, man. Fucking oath it was. We needed that touchdown and we lost by three points. (laughs) (laughs) To Seahorse. I mean, we tried so hard at the end of the game. It was like and, and honestly, Maddie, I was so surprised you weren't even complaining about the Niners running up the score because, I mean, that would be such a Maddie C thing to do. But I need just a point. Like, yeah, we needed the point. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to complain about this one. <laughs> oh, because if you lose 21-20 or you lose 81-20, it actually doesn't matter in the NFL. But it does yeah. matter in fantasy because if you lose 81-20, someone's got a fuck ton of points. Exactly. And we all know what's important, NFL or fantasy. We all know. Fantasy. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Debo, by the way, currently wide receiver 49. Matty C crushing this one with uh, Devon Smith at wide receiver 25 and not quite as good as I was hoping, but um, better than 49. So suck a dick. Monty uh, <laughs> versus Gibbs is this is the last one. You and Taylor oh, are head to head on this juicy. one. This is great too because Monty started the season looking terrific and he was all the goal line. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was getting quite a bit of run too and he was doing some dynamic things but the volume was slanted one way and then all of a sudden Monty's hurt 
Gibbs has come in and it's looking great. Do you want to take this over and talk a bit about which side you took, why you took it, and why it's looking so good? Yeah, I got I I went to Gibbs side because I wanted to get with the new hotness, as Taylor likes to say. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I just really was really expecting Gibbs to just come out and really get the workload, but Taylor is completely right. So I I think honestly, like Taylor can take a W, even though Gibbs is up here. Yeah, I honestly would really share the water in this one, like one liter each. Honestly. Like, just because Taylor had such a brave take, which was hated by 99.99% of the fantasy football community. And yeah, he yeah, copped a lot of shit. He still does. I, I can't understand it. He still cops a lot of shit for the Monty love. I don't get it. Yeah, and honestly, I, I still pick up Monty in a few leagues, to be honest. So that's how much I actually do like yeah. that take nowadays. Like, I'm not giving Taylor shit for it. He He made a great take. I reckon that was one of the best takes Taylor's ever made. And he says it himself. And honestly, for the amount of shit he got, I think, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for this one. Even if I win this one by the points, Taylor still wins it in a way that Monty was better than a lot of people expected and was a good draft pick. So I'm, I'm totally saying it. Taylor deserves, man, he deserves the win here, but he might not get it in the end. You might not. And I mean, as you say, like, there's still a fair way to go because we, all of these are live until week 17 games are over. We're not counting week 18. By then, unless something's really fucking wrong with your commissioner, fantasy doesn't run into week 18. It, it, it fucking shouldn't. People should not be getting their trophies for a whole season worth of effort based on uh, players who then, you know, aren't there in your lineup for the last week of the year. But he probably shouldn't take a loss, as you say, if Gibbs wins this, like, head to head because. He was also the highest on Gibbs. So, um, but because he went head to head on you, he's probably going to have to taste it. So, fucking take it, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you just want Taylor to lose. So, a little bit. I mean, yeah. But honestly, I feel for him, you know, like having such a great take and not getting the raw fit. That's why I would love to just split like 50 50 on the water. I know, like, that, that's probably the honorable thing for me to do. And honestly, I, I would do it. To honorable. Be like, where do you yeah. think you are? <laughs> Fuck it. You know, spirit of the game, man. Like, I'm an English cricket player. Yeah. <laughs> spirit, wow. Spirit of the great game sort of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're trolling an island of 60 million people right now. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love to troll. When, I, when I'm when i a form, Maddie, with my trolling, man, it does not stop. It You've actually been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, you're actually doing pretty well tonight, mate. Yeah, it's almost like you've yeah. taken some lessons of some obnoxious motherfucker sitting across from you. Or <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Or Taylor. Yeah, actually. I've taken he's... lessons for both. Yeah, I've taken lessons for both of yeah. you. He's world class. One. He is fucking world class, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> he, does. he does the best job as well in trolling you, Maddie, honestly. He does. He does. He keeps you pretty honest, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> again, I've done that <laughs> to, twice to now. To be honest. Yeah. He's the honest, like to be honest. And uh, that one about time earlier. Mate, I am Time uh, and timely. Yeah. All right. Time and timely. Hey, how do you think we've gone filling in the space of Taylor tonight, mate? I think we've done pretty well. I think we've done real well as well. You know, this has been a great hour together, Maddie. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, you know, I, I was I was in top form my trolling today. So you were. that also helps. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, everything just worked out. I think this episode was great. Yeah. I'm obviously missing Taylor though. So I think, you know, 100%. once he's back tomorrow, that'll be extra great for the shows coming up this week. And you guys should be tuning in out there. Absolutely. He'll be well-rested, um, and we're going to need him well-rested because we've got, of course, all of the great uh, mailbag analysis we've got to get through. We've got Dr. Goodcall coming in. Uh, he has to taste it again that he didn't win starts of the week, um, but and, and I cannot wait to go through the results of that because uh, it was not good for Taylor, and uh, it was pretty good for us. So, woohoo! <laughs> and uh, we're going to need his energy. But, mate, look, I've, I've really had a blast just having us two. But yeah. uh, I feel like maybe we should just make this our podcast and just invite him on sometimes. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've always wanted to do that, Maddie. Kind of can't handle Taylor winning all the time. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we might both kind of sort of suffer a similar trauma there. <laughs> yeah, we <Maybe>. do. <laughs> but do you want? Is it, is it funny like winning all the time, Maddie? Is it like fun winning all the time, though? 
Well, it was those couple of years I was winning the Astro League. That was great. Um, yeah. I haven't been in the playoffs for a lot of years, mate. So I'm gonna, we better win this week because we're head to head with Taylor in the Astro League this week. And if we yeah, win, we, we stamp our ticket. We yeah, win, CMC, we CMC, get ticket. your fucking touchdown, brother. Yeah, and I wouldn't oh, mind man. a quiet week from Tyreek Hill this week just once because Taylor did a trade this morning to get Tyreek Hill. And I wouldn't mind if he has like a three point game. But week he has to play us too. Like that, that is like levels. That's how you know he's really got respect for our lineup, Maddie. I, I think, think so. If you have to pull the, I'm going to sell whatever I can to get Tyreek Hill trade just before you play the Pastry State Lions. Yeah. That's, that shows that you've respect. got respect for that lineup. Yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> you can catch right. Manjot everywhere because he's at Pastry Press NFL. You can catch him on MN Livestream. He is the voice of Australian Gridiron. I just get to sit next to him and sound pretty uh, on the MN Livestream of the ACT Gridiron. You can catch Manjot everywhere as well through G'day Gridiron, through the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show as well. Mate, have yourself a cracking evening. We'll catch up with you tomorrow with Taylor and we'll get uh, the mailbag out. We'll talk to Dr. Goodcall and we'll also do the starts of the week for Sunday's show. Can't wait. Yeah, cannot wait. Let's go. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Literally the wisest gridiron guys on the entire planet, the G'day Gridiron team, are one tip better than us chuckleheads who do fantasy. Is that what you're telling me? Okay, I was going to be nice, but then once Taylor said it, I was like, all right, I got to be like, no more Mr. Nice Guy out here. Aussie? We won't need Taylor for the rest of the season if this show goes well, mate. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not sure what to make of it, Maddie. NFL? Don't you? Hawkwatch needs to come back. <laughs> Did I hear that? <laughs> yes, I said it. Fantasy. Uh, yeah, I'll let you off the hook, Maddie, except that we got to say Trevor's being a fraud this season. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Fuck it, you know, spirit of the game, man. Like, I- I'm an English cricket player.